because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. Today we have a new Cinemania live show. My name is Larry and I am joined with one of the OG co-hosts of the show. (laughs) We have Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Hi. And I'm kind of filling in for Dwayne currently while making my random appearances on the show. You know, (laughs) how we do around here. So, You're like one of the only people that's ever on the live show with us. We rarely like, have people on it. Just like randomly pop on, pop off. You know, it is what it is, I guess. So, uh, some fun stuff. This past week, we posted our first Daredevil reaction over on my channel. But it's a it's a monumentous occasion, people. <laughs> okay, we can like talk kind of more in depth here about that because yep. in youtube reactions it's kind of hard hannah finally did it y'all <laughs> she did. has been trying <laughs> for like two years to get me <laughs> to watch daredevil and true. finally started the reaction series second episode should be up sometime this week uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um I really liked episode two, though. So spoiler alert for the reaction coming up. (laughs) I really liked episode two. So um, I'm so happy. I can see why Hannah loves it so much off the bat. (laughs) I I wasn't sure how you were feeling after episode one. Like, because I know you said you liked it, but you you didn't seem like over enthused with it. So I was like, oh, no. (laughs) But with episode two, I could tell you, you enjoyed it more. Which I'm not happy about. I think that's how it was. I was like, okay, you know, and to be honest, I feel like that's that's the case with a lot of pilots. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, every now and then there comes a pilot that you're just like, yes, right mm-hmm. off the bat. But a lot of times I feel like if if you at least like a pilot, you know, you give it a second, a second or third or fourth episode or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some terrible pilots and I think most pilots, it's just hard because they have a, a difficult job of of setting up a universe, setting up what it is you're going to see without, you know, having the time to really get too you far have to have into characters. Yeah. And especially for something, you know, as big in scope as like Hell's Kitchen and the Daredevil mm-hmm. universe, you know, they had to introduce a lot of villains really quickly in that episode and then in- introduce our two main characters plus the girl uh, Karen had to come in so I mean it was it was a lot of ground to just kind of make up quickly show us uh, his backstory of how he became blind uh, you know so it, it, mm-hmm. it was just I think a lot of ground that I was like okay I like it I, I didn't you know wasn't over the moon like you said you read it <laughs> accurately yeah um <laughs> But once the show was able to hone in on that second episode onto like more of of where we're going and showing us a more contained story right off the bat, uh, it definitely it definitely got me more hooked after that second one. I'm so happy! Oh my god, <laughs> I was like, because I when going into the second episode, I was like, if Larry isn't like you know just in with this, then there's no getting him in uh because that episode is just so good it, it i said it in the reaction it's my second favorite of the season of season one um only behind nelson b murdoch which is my favorite season of the series but yeah I, i'm just I'm, I'm so psyched i'm i'm very psyched to have you watch my favorite episode and then just how like the series kind of um uh evolves uh, I, th- I think we've talked about it a little bit uh, in the reactions, but me and Tyler have said, like, you know, the first season, it's like it has a different look and feel than the other mm-hmm. seasons. And I think that's why a lot of people hold the first season so, like, near and dear to their heart. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where you fall on if you prefer kind of the look of the later seasons uh, to this one or if you like season one more. Yeah. 
the site. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of the things I've kind of watched recently. Um, have well, oh my god! I mean, this weekend was just oh my god nuts and then next weekend we have nothing you know i mean there's army of the dead but if you went out to see it in a theater i mean that was a release this past weekend too so it's like (laughs) uh, we had army of the dead we had the woman in the window we had those who wish me dead we had a profile we had spiral we had (laughs) oxygen released what on wednesday i think on netflix but it released not too far ahead of woman in the window so it's just uh, it was a lot going on this weekend, movie-wise. We haven't had a weekend like this in, I can't even remember how long. Yeah, I mean, maybe since, like, the start of quarantine. Like, when yeah, studios like, kind of freaked out and decided to just drop everything on yeah. streaming. Because even before <laughs> then, like, Onward, I don't remember having much competition. And that was the last, like, big release before coronavirus. Yeah. So, like, even before then, it seemed like a few weeks since we had had, like, a bombardment yeah. of new Actually, movies. you're right. Because after, because Birds of Prey and Onward yeah. were, like, the last movies that, everyone seen in theaters and those weren't like you know huge box office you know hits or um there wasn't a whole lot that's so weird yeah so i mean i don't know of course especially in like february because february is usually like some somehow february has turned into a huge month for movies after deadpool in 2016 um yeah and early march usually does too they start really get Mm -hmm. rolling with some of those like disney always releases like two blockbusters of theirs in march anymore and we really didn't have anything other than onward it was it was weird so it's been a long time since we've had it like this and i know there's a backlog obviously in hollywood they've been holding these movies for a year now just waiting and waiting and waiting but it's weird to go from that to this weekend where there's nothing like yeah. kind of there's army of the dead coming to netflix and then it's like what dream horse i think is the release of theaters <laughs> and that's it i that's insane and then the weekend after that we don't have a ton of releases but we have two block you know hopefully blockbusters going up against each other in corella and a quiet place too so it's like mm-hmm. i don't it's a very very weird scheduling (laughs) i guess it's just it might be weird too to just kind of see everything trying to get back to a new normal uh with movies because you know we've became so adapted to this kind of streaming uh screener uh (laughs) life so seeing movies that aren't like tenant and theaters like where it's like oh we kind of have to put this in a theater Mm -hmm. um just to kind of see where the waters are it doesn't feel like Corella or a quiet place 2 or fast 9 is going to be a test for studios it's them actually putting their movies in theaters to be like hey we believe that this is going to make money um so yeah I, i think that's another reason why it's probably a little odd Oh, there was that little, sorry, I'm just looking at it now. There's that little rom-com, Finding You, that got released this weekend, too. Oh. But since since we haven't been doing it because of, obviously, personal life reasons, the box office this weekend wasn't great, though, for these releases. And I think it's because there were just so many. It kind of started cannibalizing each other. Like, Spiral mm-hmm. only opened to $8.7 million. Yeah, That's- I... That's crazy that's for a great. Saw movie. <laughs> yeah, for a Saw movie, that's not great. Even for a movie in the pandemic, that's not great. I mean, if that had come out in November, that would have been a, a good number. Yeah. But where we are now, after we've seen Godzilla vs. Kong numbers, we saw Mortal Kombat open really strong. We even saw Demon Slayer, the anime, become the biggest yeah. foreign opening weekend of all time. <laughs> Uh, and open over 20 million uh to see the new spy or the new saw movie starring chris rock and samuel l jackson only open to 8.7 i that's kind of it's kind of a disappointment to be honest it's weird too when you take into consideration that 
they obviously had confidence in this movie because they did up the budget uh, for mm-hmm. it. And Saw movies are usually kind of like dirt cheap uh, because mm-hmm. they know that they get a huge return on them. Uh, but this time they upped the budget. And I think from Jigsaw, I think this is a $10 million budget increase, um, which isn't super huge, but it's still a good, you know, you know margin uh, from mm-hmm. what the Saw movies usually are. Uh, and for it to open so low, I'm, I'm sure the studio's like, well, what happened? Because we got good reviews before the movie released. Um, and it's starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. So yeah. I don't know. I, maybe people are finally starting to feel the saw fatigue. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been uh, waiting for this to happen. I genuinely. Like, when Jigsaw um, was announced and it started to, you know, go into full-fledged, like, marketing and stuff like that, I was like, oh, yeah, this movie's going to bomb. Because I'm like, people are oversaw. It's been, like, years since the last one. There's, like, a million of them now. And then that it didn't bomb. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then with uh, uh, Spiral, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have that, like, feeling again because I was proved wrong with Jigsaw. But, mm-hmm. It could either be yeah. a pandemic or people are just, yeah, just done. Looking at or, this, I don't Jigsaw know. opened to double. It opened yeah. to sixteen point six million, and that was the second lowest debut of the franchise mm-hmm. at sixteen million. And here we are with Spiral, half of that. So, and then those who wish me dead, um, we can't really blame the HBO Max and theater because. Godzilla vs. Kong and, and even Mortal Kombat killed it under yeah. that format. They had huge openings. Those Who Wish Me Dead opened to 2.8 million, uh, which is not great either. <laughs> it's crazy, too, when you think about how there was, like, a huge marketing campaign for this movie. Uh, I saw trailers for this and ads for this everywhere. And then, you know, nothing. Yeah, Angelina, I mean, they really tried to, like, push Angelina uh, with this film as well. And she's been gone for a while, so, you know, she hasn't really done much in front of the camera work in a long time, really. But, yeah, find, and those are the only two new releases that even cracked a million. That Finding You rom-com profile, all those, they debuted under a million dollars. So, I don't know, it's a, it's it's weird. Again, family films continue to just, like, truck along though like ryan the last dragon is out on blu-ray starting today and it's still you know only dropped 11 (laughs) percent still keeps trucking kong vs godzilla is actually holding pretty well mortal kombat continues to do all right but i don't know weird yeah so hannah do you have any predictions when it comes to cruella versus a quiet place shoe um i'm not a box office girl so I might be just swinging for wrongness, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think Cruella and A Quiet Place 2. I think Cruella will probably do better than A Quiet Place 2. Uh, I don't, because Cruella's Disney. Um, and then Quiet Place 2, I feel like it did very well with the mm-hmm. first one, but I don't know. I feel like people get tired of like gimmick films. <laughs> after like the first one and quiet place is very much like a gimmick film so maybe they'll see you know at least with me with the marketing i didn't like the first one but i know a lot of people do like the first one but even with like the second um trailers and stuff like that i'm like "Mm, okay (laughs) so maybe other people will see that too yeah yeah that the family films have really done well Uh, Some of them didn't open huge, but like I was saying with Ryan the Last Dragon, that one just keeps going and going. That was the case last year for Croods 2. Stayed in the top five for like until February of this year. I mean, it just kept going forever. So I don't know. I think those family films have done well for whatever reason in the pandemic. <laughs> so who knows? But I don't know if Cruella's going to be a family film or not, though. Uh, that's that's why I'm like, that's why I didn't say the family film. That's why I was like, it's just Disney. Um, because Cruella's well, PG-13. Yeah. And the marketing and we didn't get definitely true... isn't going for family. But the first Maleficent did well. 
Yeah. And I feel like was I that mean, a PG thirteen? I think it was only PG. So oh, that okay. that's the one thing is I think this one is a little bit darker, but you know, at least through the trailers, that first Maleficent film really tried to sell like Maleficent. You know, it gave <laughs> us that evil Maleficent. Yeah. They didn't really hint toward the good aspects of her. So I don't know. But we've gotten kind of first reactions to both of those. The embargo finally lifted for A Quiet Place Part 2. And the reviews have been really strong from what I've seen. Now, there is a caveat. I typically avoid reactions as best as I can because I don't really like them. But (laughs) (laughs) I find most of them to be annoying. And I don't watch reviews before I watch films either. I'm one of those people. I try to just go in as blank as I can. But uh, from what I've seen, because it is, you know, inescapable when you're on film Twitter. Uh, the Quiet Place Part 2 has had pretty much really strong reviews across the board, and Corella mostly has solid, strong things being said. So what are your what are your thoughts on those first reactions? It's hard to go off first reactions because I feel like every yeah, single time exactly. first reactions can come out, they're always mostly positive. Uh, I mean, even with The Lion King, we saw a lot of positive reactions. Uh, and then when the movie actually released, it just got tanked. So it, yeah. it's it's hard to trust first reactions. Or, or even Spiral, like we yeah. had mentioned. It got really good reviews early, and then it is now down to 30-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I, I never really go off first reactions. Uh, but with Cruella, uh, I, I'm surprised that people aren't over the moon about it. Like, because I've seen, I like you said, like, it, it's mostly strong. I've seen mixed reactions to it. And I, that surprises me that people aren't really over the moon about it because... I will say, the reactions I have seen, even the mixed ones, make me more excited. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that because this, a lot of what I want is campy foolery mm-hmm. i feel yeah, like me too. What i'm about to get and <laughs> that makes me more excited for the film yeah me too i i i always say this but i love divisive films uh <laughs> i mean i that kind of really? says a, yeah uh it says a lot uh, because my Hannah. taste is very much like divisive um <laughs> so i always get excited whenever films are like super divisive because i'm like i'm probably gonna love this uh <laughs> but <laughs> I, Disney movies are always like, especially like, uh, you know, the kind of reboot stuff always gets super great first reactions. I mean, Mulan, even uh, when the mm-hmm. mo- actual movie came out, people weren't loving it, but first reactions were like so overwhelmingly positive. So uh, I'm kind of worried about how people are going <laughs> to react when the actual movie comes out with Corella. And you, for sure, cannot trust those Quiet Place 2 reactions because they've been all very glowing, but the first film got really strong reviews and you didn't agree, so... Yeah. I, honestly, I just might not even watch the second one. I mean, if I didn't if I didn't like the first one, and I just rewatched it tonight, by the way, because uh, <laughs> I was like, let me, like, give it a shot again. I feel bad whenever there's movies that, like, everyone loves and I don't love. I, like, I... I know a lot of people on film Twitter like to be like, you know, contradictory. I don't like being contradictory. I, I hate not feeling like I'm like a part of like the in. I hate that. That's like the reason why I almost went and seen Spiral, even though I know like the movies like scare the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> because I was like, I hate feeling like I'm like being left out of something. Uh, so <laughs> I watched it again tonight and I, I didn't like it when I watched it in the theater. And that's the only time I've watched it. Um, but it's like it's almost worse at home because like I said the movie it's like a gimmick movie and the gimmick is like you know you know being quiet and you know there's no sound or anything really but at home it's like you don't have that immersion so the tension that the movie just depends on with all of its might is just it's it's gone it's squashed immediately um so because you don't have that like complete silence at home if uh, unless you live alone but <laughs> yeah. yeah i i still live alone with no not, pets nothing. yeah it, it's not for me i mm, i'm tired of trying to give this movie like the benefit of the doubt or like another <laughs> chance 
I am. Because, like, for years, ever since the release, people have been telling me I'm wrong for not liking it. I'm like, oh, sorry, I tried. <laughs> well, another movie got first reactions after critics got to screen it, and that was Fast and Furious 9, F9, <laughs> whatever the title is. I can't remember it. Um, and that, again, from what I saw, they seemed positive. I didn't actually see too many. I tried to, again, I tried to dip and dodge them if I can. But uh, what were your thoughts on those first reactions? I mean, from what I'm seeing, I, I okay, so I I haven't seen all the Fast and Furious movies. I've seen one of them and half of another. Uh, so just prefacing that, uh, I, I can't really have a strong opinion on the Fast and Furious movies without having seen all of them. But from what I've seen, people are saying it's like ridiculous and like just all out. And I'm like, that sounds like fun. Like, I don't yeah. want... I mean, from what I know about Fast and Furious, because the one that I watched was Fast 8, and it took itself very seriously, and that's why I was disappointed watching it, because I was, like, I was expecting just, like, you know how people, like, explain Fast and Furious? They, like, explain it as it's, like, ridiculous spectacle that started out as, like, car racing and just turned into, like, insanity, right? So I was expecting that going in, and then it it was very much not that. It was just Vin Diesel being, like, gloomy and, like, just sad the entire time, and I was like, okay. Um, So, with the first reactions to this, I'm seeing that people are saying it's too ridiculous, and I'm like, okay, um, but that kind of excites me, because I, w- <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see that so bad. So, yeah, I-, I don't I don't really take any, like, huge merit to people saying that they're not loving it because it's too ridiculous, because I'm like, <laughs> that's what you guys have been praising the series for, for, like, years Since now, five. though. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's fun. I typically have fun with the Fast and Furious movies. So hopefully eight is probably the weakest of this like new gen Fast and Furious. (laughs) Um, So I hope they rebound. The trailers look okay to me. Like I've seen it a lot now that I've returned to being in a movie theater. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Also, this past weekend, I have to say, I watched a film for a collab uh, for a Pride review I'm doing. And it's like this little horror thriller that's on Netflix about mm-hmm. a lesbian couple where one of them is like turns out to be a freaking serial killer trying to kill her oh. wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> but between that and Profile that I watched in theaters, those were two of the most frustrating movies I've watched in a long time. and profile has gotten pretty favorable reviews overall but and it's good overall i think it's okay like it's solid enough overall but wow the character she is so frustrating (laughs) (laughs) as a human that she she kind of got on my nerves to the point where it's really hard when you're not supposed to be so annoyed you know, by the lead. Because there yeah. are some instances where they typically are annoying or they're abrasive. You're not supposed to love the main character. But in this situation, you're definitely supposed to, like, be on her side. Mm-hmm. And she just is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, that's like, you, that's like you should be smarter than this. I don't understand. Worst. It's so was, annoying. Yeah. Like, when you, like... When you watch a movie and you're enjoying it, but, like, you just can't get over the fact that the main character is just so annoying. I'm like, that's, like, how to kill a movie for me, like, so easily. And these thrillers, like, because they're both kind of thrillers, it just, I know that horror and thrillers have the stereotype of dumb characters. Like, the Mm -hmm. characters have to be a certain level of dumb in a lot of these scenarios, for it to happen other you know if they're too smart then we wouldn't be here and there wouldn't be a a scary (laughs) story to tell oh my gosh but that one that i watched i'm I'm like trying i think it's like only what keeps you alive is what it's called if i remember right it's a really like random title um (laughs) but our final girl wife is just so dumb like (laughs) I just don't under- she's so passive in the movie where she just doesn't take any action and I I was getting so frustrated watching it and then the same thing in profile which is you know not 
the actual story, but based off of an actual true story of a reporter, like making this profile to infiltrate, you know, the terrorist group. But I was just like, what is she doing? Like, why is she, she cannot be this dumb. (laughs) Right. It's possible to like have these thrillers and horror movies have smart protagonists too, by the way. And yes. it's it's so frustrating that people kind of use it as an excuse sometimes that it's, oh, it's a horror movie. Oh, it's a thriller for, like, dumb characters. Because I, I just watched, uh, didn't just watch, but the one that's coming to mind as of recent for me is Run um, on Hulu. Uh, and mm-hmm. me and Dwayne got to interview the director of the movie. And I remember praising him for saying, like, our main character isn't dumb. Uh, yeah. She takes action throughout the entire film. And... You know, it, it's refreshing to see stuff like that because you do go into these movies with that kind of preconceived notion of, oh, you know, these characters are probably going to, like, be dumbed down because it's a horror movie or a thriller and things need to happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, mm, I'm tired of it. I really am. <laughs> and it's a, a, and if they're going to, here's the thing with a thriller or a slasher particularly, so and with Final Girls, if they are, uh, not even not even Final Girls, actually, ones who die can do it too. If they are going to be the smartest, you know, person in the room or the sharpest (laughs) tool in the shed, make them proactive, you know, make them a fighter, make them somebody, you know, doing stuff, because that's the worst is when they seem to not be that smart and they're passive. Oh, my gosh. Like in in a horror movie that just like kills it. You know, like when you explain it like that, it is a really good example of it. I mean, they're children. So mm-hmm. you kind of do have to, you know, have that in mind as to why they're not like the smartest or like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they don't think about like all the situations mm-hmm. and you know, whatever. Uh, but you, they're very proactive throughout the entire film. I mean, you have that it, the film is basically leads up to this huge fight scene between them and Pennywise and they just beat him to death and they just keep going after him like throughout the entire film and (laughs) you know that's a good feeling it's like it pays off very well so you know when they are dumb in the movie (laughs) you kind of you kind of have that uh that ending that it it feels so good right so you kind of forget about that or it doesn't bother you well this weekend we both also watched um those who wish me dead. I was on the Cinemania review, but what did you think of the movie? I was supposed to be on the review, and then I got sick, so <laughs> I haven't been able to say my <laughs> thoughts yet. Uh, but I, I really liked it. I had fun with it. Um, I was so scared you were gonna like hate no. it. I don't know why. I thought you were probably like <laughs> bored by it or something. I was like, oh god, Hannah's gonna hate it. No, I, I really not want to know why I really liked it. It felt like a movie from the 2000s. That's why I really liked it. Yeah, everybody's saying like 90s thriller, like, you know, yeah. Dante's Peak or something. But yeah, uh, that's why I really enjoyed it. Because I was like, it just kind of felt like nostalgic uh, a little bit. And then I, I like, I just like thrillers. I am like a whore for thrillers. If a thriller <laughs> is just kind of like good. Like, there's no, like, real, like, big plot holes or, like, there's no tension or just, like, whatever, right? Then I'm like, okay, whatever. But literally, you just got to do the bare minimum of being just kind of, like, a just bare-bones thriller. And I'll be like, great, awesome. I really liked it. <laughs> like, I- I'm pretty easy on thrillers. Uh, and this, like, did its job, right? Uh, I mean, I had tension. I thought the characters were uh, were cool. And then I thought the the action scenes throughout were really cool too. Uh, there's this one uh, scene where with John Bernthal's wife, and it's Ugh. kind of like a stand down with guns, and it's like and what well, it's not snow, it's like ash kind of ash, coming down. Yeah, it's ash. Yeah, it, it looked really cool, and I thought it was like maybe my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, and it's like it definitely it's definitely like an ensemble piece too. Uh, and I thought everyone was really good in it, except for what's his name. Um, uh the the guy opposite of nicholas holt <laughs> oh peter baelish little yeah. finger from game of thrones uh, yeah, Aiden little finger. yeah little finger i didn't want to call him little finger uh, <laughs> oh. um i mean he kind of plays little finger in all the films he's in too let's yeah. just be honest he was bad in this though like yeah, i didn't like think. anything that he did in it i, I really like, loved oh. john bernthal's wife she just oh, like stalled the show every time she was on screen i, just I got really so excited <laughs> and i love like 
her character subverted expectations really well uh, mm-hmm. over and over again. So I was like, oh, thank goodness. That's um, what I mean by like, just like kind of be like a bare bones thriller. And I'll be like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> and this is the, uh, this is the best I think we've seen Angelina in a while. Too. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's nice to get to see this kind of still, you know, kind of badass woman on the outside, but she had a lot of layers. And I think a lot of that came from Angelina's performance. Yeah, I, I love the scenes between her and... Uh, by the way, the kid in it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was surprised how good he was in the movie. Um, I, I love the scenes and kind of the banter between her and the kid. I mean, just like, there's this one scene uh, where she she's calling him buddy throughout the entire film. And then he's like, oh, my dad, call me buddy. And she, like, Angelina's performance in it is just like one line. She's like, oh, I won't call you buddy anymore um and you just like linger on her for a second i was like that's really great i i love kind of like little nuances and performances uh like that so yeah i i, I really enjoyed it I, I had a lot of fun so a movie i haven't watched yet um but you seem to like more than most <laughs> woman in the window amy adams come in for that oscar finally no uh, no <laughs> <laughs> uh i okay i don't i don't I'm not over the moon about the movie or anything. I, I gave it like okay. three stars on Letterboxd, three out of five. Um, I'm kind of just like in the middle on it. Uh, but I do, I don't hate it like a lot of people do. I mean, Twitter is like going in on this movie and thinks it's like the worst movie of the year. Like, I, I don't think it's that. I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed this more than like Mortal Kombat um, okay. or Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, I yeah. know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I, I thought it was cute. I mean, I had fun. Uh, it, it's The ending is what people are complaining about. And I actually really enjoyed the ending because it's, like, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then there's this performance in the movie at the end that, I mean, his whole performance in the movie. Um, he's the kid uh, next door that comes over to Amy Adams' house and, like, talks to her. Um, I think that he thought he was in a different movie than everyone else. Um, (laughs) And I I loved it. uh, Oh, naturally. It felt very camp. uh, So I was very into that. And then the whole ending felt very camp, and I was very into that. But, like, the the movie's a tonal mess. I think that's the issue. It's just, like, the tone is everywhere. I mean, because the first, like, 75% of the movie, it's very serious. It's very kind of, like, dour. Um, And the the mystery's fine. I mean, it's not... It's not super complex or anything. Um, But I I had a... I I had fun with it. Uh, Fun, fine, whatever. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, by the end, it's, like, it just gets... It goes from, like zero to a hundred so fast (laughs) like it really is just jarring as to like what the movie was for like 75 percent, and then the last 25 percent. that's the best way i can describe it i had fun i don't know that's that's it (laughs) ah i i see i mean i'll have to watch it i was i planned to watch it there was just so much this week yeah and i chose i guess profile which nobody else watched except for me (laughs) We all that was... saw that awful trailer and was like, no. Yeah, and uh, the director of Run, he's a producer, right? On this? I think so. I mean, he's kind of created this uh, this subgenre. I mean, I know Searching wasn't the first one to you do know, it. Unfriended was kind Unfriended. of like the and first it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did well at the box office. So this like little subgenre, and to be fair, uh, this little subgenre has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I, I like Unfriended. I, I love Unfriended. Fun. I even think the second one's okay. Uh, mm, but I yeah. think that's because I got the better ending in theaters because you had no choice and you just randomly got an ending and apparently one of them is absolutely terrible and I did not get that one. So I was <laughs> I left feeling like that was fine. Like I thought it was okay. Searching is great. And then Host last year was really strong. So most of these little movies have been good and this one is good too like it's solid it's not horrible but i think they've definitely gotten off to a better start than like found footage uh, yeah or like this is i prefer this i don't know why i just prefer it we haven't haven't had a good found footage movie in a while no when's like the last like great one like uh what's it called the m night Shyamalan movie uh i like really hate 
Oh, the village? No, not the village. No. Uh, the, um, the grandparent one? The visit. Yeah, the visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I think that's like the last one that's going to mind. And I really switches, liked. He switches in and out, doesn't he? A found footage and non-found footage? In the yeah. Visit? No, 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 no. All of it's found footage. Is it? Okay, it's been a while since I've watched that. Yeah, I, th- I think all of it's found footage. Like Cloverfield, maybe? Yeah. Uh, which, I, which I don't consider great. Uh, oh, I love Cloverfield. <laughs> I like it. I don't love it. I like the sequel more. So, eh, understandable. <laughs> I won't uh, argue with it. Which is not found footage, so yeah, yeah not an argument to be made there. Well, I think we can all collectively agree the third one is by far the worst. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it had a great marketing gimmick, that's for sure. But after <laughs> that, it was just like, oh well, all of that for this, huh? Uh, yeah. But yeah, this weekend was a. Uh, not I would say not great for movies. I think the best we got was like that was fun. You know, that was that was <laughs> yeah. a fun movie. Yeah, basically. And it just went downhill from there. But something I know you're passionate about, Hannah. We got some Batman leaks apparently today. <laughs> so why don't you walk us through all that? Okay, so there was some promotional images uh leaked today and then also a costume design i'm not really sure what this image is like from or of because as you can see on the side there's kind of like uh words next to it so i don't know if this is like a early uh stage of what the costume is because it it, we got to take into account uh lighting obviously because in the first trailer it doesn't look like this um you don't see his eyes in the first trailer uh, and you definitely don't see this thing on his mouth. So I don't know if this is early stages of the design or if it's just the lighting in the first trailer that, you know, covers his eyes and this mouthpiece. Um, but if, either way, if that if in the first trailer that's the, f- the final design or if this is the final design and we're just not seeing all the details yet because of the lighting, I- I'm really into it. Uh, I think it very much gives off like Zodiac Killer um and i i think it's creepy uh i'm not a huge stickler for comic accurate designs for costumes i just i in general i don't think costumes make or break a movie uh even like shazam i know it's like uh comic accurate uh the the suit's ridiculous and it it takes it takes away a lot of like you know takes you out of the movie sometimes right but i don't think that I, I didn't love the costume but like that doesn't make or break the movie for me i mean like it, that doesn't even really go into like me factoring you know my rating or review for the movie because it's just a costume uh same thing with like titles i don't really care about like a title either a lot of people put in like a lot for like titles and they're like oh this movie's gonna be bad because the title's bad and i'm like it's just a title um <laughs> but yeah uh i'm, I'm really into it so don't know what else to say about that. And then the <laughs> <laughs> the promotional images, I mean, it they just look great. Uh Robert Pattinson looks amazing. I am just I'm so into this bat suit. I love the way it looks and I love the kind of like huge like pop collar of it. Um with the with the cape. I think it looks so cool. Uh I like that the ears are longer than we've seen in a while uh i think yeah i think Batflex ears were pretty short um yeah, i, I have the little stubby ears yeah i i really like these um i think they're kind of like a happy medium of not being too long and too short uh and then i love I, when the first uh kind of like video came out of the batman it's like that thing like in the red and you just see him in the suit and you hear uh Jaquino's score in the back and it's like 30 seconds uh the the kind of topic of conversation was the bat symbol because it looked like a gun i guess uh that people were like oh it's the gun that his parents uh got shot with um i I don't think it is but i i think that it still looks really cool regardless i like that it's kind of it stands out you know um with I keep, keep keep going back to Bath like because that's the most recent interpretation of Batman like live action, uh, yeah. so the the comparisons are going to be there. Uh, with his symbol, I don't think it really stood out or was very kind of like uh, creative, uh, and I and that's what I like to see with kind of like reboots of uh, stuff. You know, you gotta make 
enough changes, right, to uh, differentiate the two. And I like when things aren't, like, kind of, like, I don't know. When you reboot something, I don't want to see anything really be the same. And I want to see, you know, big changes and just kind of guaranteeing that, you know, this is this is different. That We have a reason for rebooting. So with these images, just kind of confirming that it's definitely going to be that. Yeah, I'm 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 just super excited. I need this movie. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't see what the big hoopla is about. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, like, it's, it's Batman. People are gonna like. Recent. Yeah, I mean this the one where you see his suit well that says the Batman against that brick wall. Mm-hmm. The image itself is kind of cheesy looking in general, but uh, <laughs> the rest of them I think all look cool and good. Um, I don't know. I think. They're fine. I'm still really excited for the film. Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, this all-star cast, the what we've seen in the trailer. Like, that's what I'm going to care more about than some leaked images that may or may not reflect what it is we're going to see. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't take too much credence into to this, what you sent over, and people are making a big deal out of. Ugh. But it's superheroes so <laughs> always, you know people go ham on superheroes one way or another you can never please everybody it seems particularly before the film comes out (laughs) once it comes out you know sometimes we get consensus but i think leading up to these films and all of that we we can't be happy for too long we were we were all too unified after that batman trailer so (laughs) something had to come out to divide us I think a lot of people have been waiting to kind of pounce on this movie and hate it for a reason. Uh, Because there's this thing with, like, comic book movies where if too many people enjoy it, then people will start turning against it. Yeah. Right? (laughs) I mean, the most... Endgame, we're looking at you. Yeah, Endgame. I think the most recent one has been Daredevil. For whatever reason, like, so many people loved it and praised it all the time that now there's, like, loads of people that are like, it actually sucks. Um, oh. And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think there's been a lot of people just kind of waiting for something to come out so then they can decide that they hate the movie now. Uh, and, I, and I'm like, it, it's so easy to tell the difference between the people who actually just have a gripe and is like, yeah, I don't really like the design, right? And the people who are like, this design sucks. The movie's going to suck. I hate it. And I'm like, yeah. why do you got to be so like um, extreme, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah it's just very weird to me and the people who like put so much merit into a costume and they're like oh yeah the movie's gonna suck because of the costuming i'm like that's where you draw the line that's where you're like oh yeah movie sucks because costuming nothing else Uh, i'm i don't get it but whatever (laughs) well something all of film twitter at least has been pretty unified in is loving this cast for Knives Out 2. So Ryan Johnson and team have slowly been, you know, one one casting news a day for a few days there. And then we got another one finally today. And Hannah, do you want to go through that with us? Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm so happy that, you know, Knives Out has become this, like, mm, like, obviously, okay, when movies are actually good and have, like, these, like, huge stat casts, it makes me so happy because I'm, like, uh, with the MC, we're, I'm, I'm not saying everyone is, but, like, kind of conditioned to be like, oh, the cast is stacked. I really hope they don't waste them. Uh, <laughs> the majority <laughs> of the time, you know, people are wasted. And especially with, like, big casts, it's kind of hard to get, like, let everyone have their moment to shine. And Knives Out, like, wasn't that at all. You know, everyone had their moment to shine. Everyone was memorable in it. And the movie's act- it's incredible. So I, I love, I'm loving that Knives Out has just become, become this kind of thing where we're we have these like huge casts and we're so excited to see who's cast in it and we know the movie is going to be good so it's just really exciting uh <laughs> and especially with knives out too i mean the cast is so good and it's like not at all what i think any of us would have expected for the the cast because with the first one uh the, the everyone's like very different in the movie but they all kind of have a similar i guess vibe uh with 
this one it's very much not that everyone like it's just every casting seems so random and I'm so into it I mean Edward Norton getting cast I think that was kind of like the point where I was like oh uh, yeah <laughs> uh that's what we're doing and then after that it was Janelle Monae and now Leslie Odom Jr um and then Dave Bautista obviously started us off uh yeah I'm I'm so psyched I, I I can't wait for the rest of the cast to be announced because it seems like like every casting announcement is just getting better and better. So I'm excited to see who they're leading up to. Uh, and I, me personally, I am manifesting Leslie being the main character uh, in it. I mean, uh, the first Knives Out is obviously an ensemble piece, but Anna de Armas is very obviously mm-hmm. our main character. Um, and I really hope that Leslie's the main character here because I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today was quite quite a shock. Another shock. Um, I I wouldn't have even thought to put Leslie Odom Jr. in Knives Out too. But once I heard it, I loved it immediately. Yeah. I thought, well, that's a great choice. That's wonderful, and I'm really looking forward to him getting to like explore this genre because it's not something we've really seen from him uh, that I can recall off the top of my head quickly. Um, and that's what makes it so exciting. Same thing with Edward Norton is probably like the one that sticks out in my mind yeah. because he's so different from this. Like <laughs> I would have never thought Edward Norton for a Knives Out film. We'll see. I, I mean, you know, he's usually very strong in everything he's in. So I, I presume he'll be great here. And we've seen him. He can poke fun too, um, which I think will be fun. Yeah. And then we get, you know, Catherine Hahn is a, uh, uh, easy pick i think yeah not an easy pick like and like fits right into oh. this kind of genre she's gonna be so good i'm so excited yeah. that she's getting like more high profile buzz and praise after uh, agatha obviously <laughs> and you know and i'm glad that she's getting seen for a project like this that is so obviously perfect yes. for katherine hahn you know, so, and then Janelle Monet, I think, is going to do great. This also, while it's not exactly what we've seen her do, I think it really gets to some of Janelle Monet's highlights as a I, performer. I think to her quirkiness, for sure. Yes, she has, like, that real, because she's done a lot of dramatic acting, actually. Yeah. Like, a lot of times you've seen her, it's been Moonlight or Hidden Figures. She does a lot more dramatic roles and I'm excited to see her get to lean into that quirky side that we all know is there. We've seen yeah. it and she has that personality. I think that's actually what she naturally is. So that'll be fun. And then Dave Bautista, I'm not convinced in a comedy quite yet. <laughs> so we will see. Uh, everybody else was a little bit more hyped than I was on the Bautista train. <laughs> uh, me, uh, for sure. I, I uh, well, Yeah, everybody. Why I... I'm so in love with the casting is because to me, at least I think Dave Bautista is very much like a director's actor. Um, Like it just, it depends who he's working with Mm -hmm. to kind of pull out a different side of him. And with James Gunn and Stuber, those, that, that kind of comedy uh, is kind of the same. So I, I, and I don't think that maybe it's his strong suit. And with Knives Out 2 or the first Knives Out. It's a very funny movie, right? But the comedy's very different from that. It's l- mm-hmm. not slapstick at all. And that's very yeah. much what, like, what Gunn and Stuber is. Um, so that's why I'm putting so much faith and excitement into this because I know Ryan Johnson is such a talented director. Um, I mean, even, you know, having to work with such a huge cast on the first Knives Out and just getting, like, so many, like, different and great performances from people um that, that's why i'm so excited and really i mean yeah she was in blade runner 2049 but that was kind of the the arrival for anna de armas yeah. was knives out you know this was the first time we had seen her not as just kind of a sexy random woman type of role and mm-hmm. you know he didn't even play up her sex appeal at all in knives mm-hmm. out and she got to play both the more serious but also a really fun character and really showed off her abilities and yeah i think he used that cast so well in the first film and until until i'm proven wrong i guess i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have faith in whoever he picks <laughs> dave bautista whoever he decides to put in here do you have any other dreams 
Hannah that you would love oh, to see get man. announced, especially now that we have a cast forming who you think would go so well with these people? Uh, I really want Lakeith Stanfield to return. Um, okay. Because I thought him and Daniel Craig were so fun in the first movie. And it's not like he is like a family member or anything like involved with like the yeah. first movie with the crime. He's just an officer. So I think that him returning would make sense. Uh, but I've been saying it uh, ever since Knives Out 2 kind of was announced. I really want Robert Pattinson. Uh, <laughs> I oh. think Robert Pattinson would be amazing uh, in a Knives Out kind of story. Uh, there's there's a lot of actors that I really want to see in it. And, you know, I think Henry Golding uh, was another uh, one yeah. where I really wanted to see him in it. Uh, I think I mean, obviously, Ben Schwartz. I think he'd be so fun in it. Uh, I said for a while now, I've been saying that I want to see him as like, uh, like you know how we had that quirky officer in the first yeah. one. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. he'd play a role like that very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'd just be excited to see literally like anyone in this movie um, because it's Ryan <laughs> Johnson and just seeing like actors work with like so many other actors that we like haven't seen like interact before that's so exciting so yeah yeah i'm i'm right there with you i mean there's a ton of great actors and any of them i think any good talent i'm excited <laughs> to see get announced for knives do you, out too do you have any hopes and wishes for casting no that's i was like i i hadn't really thought about like people i'm dying to see in knives out too so I don't know. It's it's a weird thing where I guess if somebody came out and was just completely off the wall and I thought was a terrible choice, I would know. But I, I, I just think I'm digging what they're doing. And I have faith that Ryan Johnson is, is getting people in line to create another a fun film. So I guess we'll see. All right. Well, is there any other movie news you wanted to talk about, Hannah? Uh, did you watch the Dear Evan Hansen trailer? No. Oh. I, I know there's, like, commotion about that <laughs> right yeah. now. I actually, so I looked up Ben Platt's age after, because I've seen the images, and, mm -hmm. you know, he's supposed to be a high schooler. I thought he was older than 27. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I didn't realize he was actually that young. Um, So I don't know what it is, because they kind of did this weird CG thing, it looks like, with him. Mm -hmm. to to get the high school effect and honestly i think it would have been better to just make sure he was shaven and try to do some makeup than yeah. what they did i don't know i haven't seen the play i've heard you know some people live and die by the musical other people i've heard don't love it because it's a weird yeah. messaging thing so yeah i don't know I'm, I'm out of the loop on the dear evan hansen stuff I haven't seen it either, but for whatever reason, I, okay, so before I saw the trailer, I haven't, like, read anything about, the, I don't, I know nothing about it, um, until I saw the trailer, I knew nothing, um, but for whatever reason, I thought it was gay. <laughs> so I, did I, actually. See, I don't know, and now that I'm, like, thinking about it, because I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, no, he's very much in a relationship with, um, what's her name, uh, the girl in it, uh, but now that I'm, like, thinking about it, I'm like, was that just, like, me, like, projecting that because ben platt is gay or yeah, I, I think maybe that that was the case on me too honestly because i thought i thought he was gay i thought it was a story yeah. about you know being gay yeah me and too it's, it's not um i found that out a little bit like it's a, again when i heard a little bit about the controversy about messaging and what are we doing um kind of found out a little bit more i was like oh <laughs> okay uh well then i'm glad he's not gay but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a thing, too, because, like, a, a lot of the community really likes the play. So maybe mm -hmm. that's another reason why I thought it was gay. I don't know. I was surprised yeah. watching it. I was, like, waiting for, like, you know, the LGBT messaging to come in. And I was like, it, it just never does. <laughs> <laughs> it never came. Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about what happened with Dune. Oh, that weird... Warner Brothers continues to be the worst run studio. That's true. What in the world? So yeah, let them let them know about what happened with Dune. 
So we had a report that Dune was no longer going to be released on HBO Max the same day as theaters. Uh, and that was exciting because all of us knew how passionate Denis was about his movie being shown in theaters and not getting put on HBO Max. Uh, and obviously all of us want to see Dune in theaters and want to see it succeed. Um, but then not too long after that, uh, uh, someone from Warner Bros. came forward and said, uh, no, uh, that's not true. (laughs) It's still going to HBO Max and theaters the same day. So, mm, it's very weird because the, the discussing, no, um, who, who broke the, well, it was the the AT&T like weird merger. It was announced the same day as that discovery AT&T merger. Deadline broke the Warner yeah broke so the and it's like they were that's s- not like they're unreliable yeah it wasn't we got this covered or something you know just came out with a clear blue with some nonsense and and it seemed logical because again it was being announced pretty much right after that new deal was announced mm-hmm. and you know they were kind of talking about moving away obviously one moving away maybe from HBO Max uh, at large um but it, moving away from that format with this new deal getting struck up and, you know, kind of moving stuff around. And then somebody's just like, nah, that's not true. <laughs> it's uh, like, oh. It's so disappointing. I mean, I was so excited for when that did get announced. I mean, I guess, can we even trust this Warner Brothers person that they're not just coming out here and, like, literally lying straight to our face? Because, mm. I mean, Warner Brothers they pull stunts like left right and center i think they like to leak stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't leak this batman stuff themselves uh to get that reaction from people to get people talking about it again or something um maybe even they're doing all of this right now i know amanda will love me saying this maybe they're doing all this right now to take attention away from snyder and his interviews and leading up to his new film because he's been dogging out warner brothers (laughs) through the process uh up to army of the dead so they and you know we sound like crazy people but if you just like look at their track record whenever they're in any sort of heat they randomly drop like uh, suddenly a, a new picture is leaked or suddenly this new images are leaked from set or this news comes out or somebody says something you know like every time they need distraction like or they need publicity all of a sudden there's a new news story about warner brothers and it's just you know i don't know i think they're just such a poorly run company overall something needs I'm, to change something big I'm, needs to change i mean yeah they've already made Denis mad obviously snyder's done with them it seems he's very nolan. not on board nolan is done with them yeah. they've made all these directors mad they've made fans mad and you know, they've had those two hits with Godzilla vs. Kong and um, Mortal Kombat, but they even made Legendary mad in the process <laughs> of Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong. It's just nuts. And you know what? With Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat, it's it's not what, you know, what fans are rallying behind. Uh, and it's not their, you know, it's not going to be their longest running franchises, you know? With their DC stuff, that's going to be what's going to keep chugging along. I mean, right? With Mortal Kombat, you can only do so many Mortal Kombat movies. I mean, even with this one being successful, I don't think that it's going to go past three movies. And with Godzilla vs. Kong, you know, it, it, it's going to run out at some point, right? Um, but with DC, it's going to be like the MCU where you can just keep, you know, kind of chugging out movies. And they're all going to be different. and But it's all under kind of like the same umbrella. Um, and that's where the fans are mad it's the dc fans so you only have so long until you know you kind of cross that line and they turn fully against you because even now it's like i think the only reason why <laughs> a lot of fans are you know still supporting warner Bros. in a way is because the suicide squad and the batman are coming out but after that yeah. it's like what what after that what do we have you know yeah pretty much 
Well, all right. That was our Cinemania live show. Thank you all so much for tuning in, as always. And thank you, Hannah, for allowing me to guest host with you <laughs> on this Tuesday evening. Why don't you let everybody know where to follow you, Anna? At Rejected Hannah on Twitter. And you can find me at LC Screen Talk on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And that YouTube page is where you can watch all of Hannah and Mai's reaction with Tyler to Daredevil. So make sure to check those out. And make sure to follow the Cinemania World page across social media platforms. And leave us a rating wherever it is you are listening. All right. We love you all for your support. And we'll see you next time. Bye.